Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Smart Minds, Good Times. So they have a very special guest, Feli. Say what's up. What up, what up? It's your boy, Feli the God. What's going on? I appreciate you for coming on today. Appreciate you for having me, man. How's your day going? You know, it's another day, another dollar. Yeah, Can't yeah. Can't be mad at it. You know, I want to take a second to shout y'all out, man. Y'all platform been going crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy like, recently. It's definitely a cool setup, cool vibe, like... I can see this taking off, so I want to, you know, shout y'all out for having me, for real. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Uh, so, you know, usually with our with all our guests, we like to get a little bit background, mm -hmm. you know, so, like, were you born here in Richmond? <clears throat> so, I was born in Richmond. Um, huh? I grew up in the country, a place called Louisa, like, not far from here. Okay, like I know Howard. where Louisa is, yeah. Yeah, I moved to Richmond maybe, like, nine years ago, almost okay. nine years ago when my daughter was born, and I've just kind of been here ever since. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I've just been rocking since then. Would you like better the country or, like? Uh, the urban side. You know, I guess since I'm getting older now, uh -huh. um, being a parent, stuff like that, the country be seeming cool. Yeah. But every time I go out and visit my pops and stuff like that, nah, I miss the fact that it's too dark, man. Yeah. I can't do it. But it's, it's like you get that property out there. Man, it sound cool till you got to uh -huh. go oh, 20 minutes to the store. You yeah. Know? Nah, I can just walk out on my front porch and I can see the store. So, nah, I'm straight. That's true. You ever, you ever did any hunting? I have. Yeah? I have, yeah. Hunting deer, I'd have been like mud bogging and all type of like country yeah. shit, but I don't know. I guess I'm a city boy now, you know. So you you grew up out there in Louisa, then? Yeah, right? yeah. What was like the nearest high school out there? Uh, Louisa County High School, where we had one high school, three elementary schools, and one middle school. In that whole county? Yeah. Damn. So Louisa's not that big of a county? Not really. I mean, it's kind of like it's gone up, and I guess you would say like expanded. Yeah. It's bigger, but it's not like here where like you might have like four high schools within, like, a couple miles of each other. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's not like that. So what would you say, like, uh, what was everybody else has came on. I don't think anybody else really grew up in the country. Mm -hmm. So what was life like growing up, like, as a kid? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like no matter where you at, like, you have, like, your urban aspects. You feel yeah. me? Like, we had apartment complexes and shit like that that would get busy. Um, but you also would have, like, you know, you got, like, I had, like, redneck homies growing up, but I yeah. also had, like, you know, what you would consider, I guess, like, hood homies, even though they was in the country. Yeah. You feel me? Like, so I got a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it prepared me to be able to kind of deal with anybody. So, you know, I was cool. Like, I can't be mad at it. You know, it was kind of a quiet to an extent. Yeah. You know, but then you also not far from the city. Like, I spent, like, maybe a year living in Petersburg, too. Okay, yeah. Um, when I was, like, hella young, like, maybe, like, 12. So, okay. you know, I've always just kind of got a taste of everything, for real. What was, like, something that happened in your childhood that, like, um... Like, just crazy, or you will never forget. Shit. It could be anything. It could be a fight, a crazy moment. I, ain't, I was about to make a dark joke, but it ain't, dark. It ain't time. <laughs> uh, nah, for real, I would say, shit. <sighs> thing I'll never forget. That's a hard one. I guess going through shit, like, family-wise, mm -hmm. you know, like, I come from, like, a broken home. Like, I talk about that sometimes in the music, at least some of the older shit. So, like, that really took a toll on me growing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really fucked with, like, my love life and shit like that for years. Um, it make it hard to trust anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, that split household shit and, like, you know, parents going through it and, you know, some some parents may be saying too much. Some parents may be saying too little. Yeah. You know, I still kind of deal with that with them. Um, but now that I'm older, I can just be like, man, get the fuck off my phone, man. I ain't got time you, for this shit. You think that made you mature a little, lot faster? I feel like it, I wouldn't say mature. Um, I feel like at first it made me worse for a while like okay i said i've said in music before like i felt like my parents divorced and like made me hate love made me hate women to an extent without even thinking about it like i feel like when you go through like 
at, le- at least in my situation, you know, after that, like I went through like a lot of, I wouldn't even say relationships, if you get what I'm saying, but I went yeah. through like a lot of, a lot of women, you know what I'm Situationships. saying? Situationships. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. like, you don't even realize that you just hurting people and you don't give a fuck and you yeah. don't even realize what that shit's tied to. You feel me? But then I got older and I'm like, all right, I'm doing this shit for a reason. And yeah, nah. What about like high school life? Uh, what was it like? Shit, high school was cool. Were you a, were you the scholar? Were you the class clown? Were you the troublemaker? I was a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like, I was kind of a quiet kid till I got to like maybe like sixteen. Okay. Uh, because I graduated at seventeen. I graduated early, so yeah, seventeen. So I like I started rapping when I was like maybe right after like sixteen. I want to say, and that was around the time that like I started getting in the weight room and shit. So I dropped yeah. a bunch of weight and like. It was up from there. The, so when the did bitches you, and all nah. When did you want to start making music? Like, was that something you want to do as a child, or like just it just clicked to you at the time? I mean, my pops used to DJ. Yeah, um, I got a lot of music like in my family. Like my brother PD, I came in with. You know, he rapped. We uh, we used to run a group and a label and stuff. Like, uh-huh. I got cousins. One of my cousins was signed to like the Osley Brothers. He was like an R and B singer. Like, so it was always been in my family. I think what really got me into it, I found a rap one time that my dad wrote. Oh yeah, and I was like ten. And I seen it, and I thought that shit was cool as hell. Yeah. And I used to write poetry, and then one day from there, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I want to rap. Yeah. And I, like, just started writing to, like, songs I like to listen to. Like, I would just play the song and just write over the beat. And then one day, I just, shit, started recording, and it's been up from there. Like, I was, shit, I was the first person in my area to ever have a SoundCloud. Oh, yeah? And then I was the first person to ever have a popping SoundCloud in that area. Like, yeah. it just took up from there. What year was that when you started making music? Shit, I'm about to age this shit out myself. Uh... 20, nah, that was about to be hella wrong. 2010? 2010. So at that time, it was like, I guess that was like the Lil Wayne and Drake was just hitting the music scene there, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What were like some rappers that inspired you at that time? Truthfully, um, the rappers that inspired me the most, like ever, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like, I've always been a huge fan. Um, I was more into like R&B music. Like, I like, like yeah. Anthony Hamilton, um, Lauren Hill, like. You know, like I said, my dad was a DJ, so, like, it was records all through my crib. Like, I listened to Dougie Fresh. I might hear some KRS-One. Like, I might hear a little bit of everything. So, country music. Yeah. My my grandmother's Italian, so my dad, like, I might hear, like, you know, old Italian stuff. Like, just a little bit of shit. Even now, one of my favorite songs is uh, Suavemente by... Uh, what is it? Something crisp. Uh, is that the Spanish song? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like suave, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's suave. how I learned how to yeah. bachata. I know how to bachata. And all oh, that. that's yeah, how I that. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanish women, they, they, they taught me oh, a lot. Yeah. They taught me a lot. Yeah, no, Spanish women is where it's at. You know, do you remember your first ever song you recorded when you were like mm-hmm. 16, 17? Like, first. It could have been on your phone or. I think my first ever song that was like a real recording, Um, I did it with a. A dude I grew up with, I've known him since we was like four or five years old. He a rapper too. Uh, shout out Leak, Leak Three Stacks. Um, it was just like a random freestyle. Like, yeah. you know, I just went to his crib. His dad had a studio. Uh, we recorded it. And from there, I was just like, fuck it. I fuck with this. Like, it was cool because nobody was doing it then. Uh-huh. You feel me? Like, you might have people doing it, but they was older than us. Like, it wasn't really like teenagers who was in school who was like making music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now anybody can get to anything. Oh, there's six-year-olds now making music. You know, the little yeah, kid. Man, little, little RT or whatever. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting crazy too, but like you know, back then it was not that easy to have access to. So once we started doing it, it was like the coolest shit going. Like uh-huh. so, yeah, I think I, that was twenty twenty ten. I want to say, yeah, yeah. No, damn, it's like at that time, what was like, what technology did you guys have? Because I mean, 
I think at that time, I think it was that's when I first had like my first ever iPad. But shit, back then it was like USB mics and yeah, right. I think I recorded like my first freestyle freestyle on an iPhone. I was the first kid I ever knew that had an iPhone. I had the first <laughs> one, a little round back shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't even, bro. You couldn't even get pictures texted to you. Like you had to get them shit sent via email. Like Jesus. Yeah. So I, I got on the little microphone shit, uh-huh. and I would just start rapping. So like. Yeah, we, the equipment was not hidden. Like, well, you, you know, when you first started rapping, did you see it as something like a hobby or like, yo, this is something I really want to like pursue as a career? I mean, or are you just going with the flow? A little bit of both, I yeah. guess. Like, sports was always my life. You know, I played football and shit like that. So, oh, yeah. I always thought that was going to be the thing. And then I fucked my knee up uh, when I was like 15. And I was in the hospital and I kind of thought about rapping just because I thought it'd be a cool thing to pass the time. Because, like I said, I used to write poetry. Yeah. And then when I got into it, it was like, all right. I'm gonna take it serious, you know, whoop whoop whoop. But then once I started seeing like the feedback, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we was getting for us back then, five, six hundred streams in a day was like, oh yeah, we finna blow crazy. the fuck up. You uh, feel yeah. me? But you just see it like in that small area in that small little shell, and it's like, all right, maybe we can do something. You feel me? And then when we moved here, it just really went up. Cause like I said, you know, becoming a parent and shit like that, it changes your whole mindset. So I was like, all right, yeah. like we really gotta make this shit pop. You know, at what age did you have your kid? I was 20, 20, because she, she, she'll be nine in August, so yeah, yeah I was 20 years old. You were, that's pretty young for having a kid. Yeah, I mean. What, what was your situation like at the time? What did you? <sighs> shit, we was ripping and running. Life comes yeah. at you fast. I mean, I didn't plan on having a child. Uh-huh. Like, you know, that was not in the books for me, but it slowed me down, like for real, and it made me realize, like, your life is deeper than just, like, what's going on tomorrow, you feel yeah. me? So at that point, it was like, all right, like, are we going to do something with this, or... You know, are we just having fun? And at that point, you have a bigger purpose than you at that time with your daughter. It's a daughter, right? Yeah. 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 So, like, you know, once once that situation happens and it's like, all right, you know, the whole the whole purpose changes. So, yeah. you know, at that point, it was just like, fuck it. Like, let's do this for real. So, and for us, I think one thing that kind of helped is that, like, we didn't know how to find labels. Like, nobody was hitting us back. You know, we didn't. We, we couldn't afford shit. Like, yeah. we was living out on the West. We was barely making ends meet. Sometimes we won't make it in the business meet. Uh-huh. So I had to learn cover art. He learned how to shoot videos. You know, we recorded ourselves. We yeah. did everything ourselves, promotion, the whole nine, to where, like, years down the road, we made hella money doing it because we taught ourselves. You feel me? Yeah, and that's the little shit you got to do that separates y'all from other people. Nah, facts, facts. At that point, it's like y'all becoming... Your own, like you said, your own videographers, your own producers. It's like, that's what you got to do. Yeah. If not, you're just going to keep paying out of pocket, paying out of pocket. But a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't like the struggle. You feel me? And like, uh-huh. I mean, I won't say we like the struggle, but like, you learn to appreciate what it builds, you know? I feel like, like it builds character too. For sure. For sure. Like, there's nothing I can't handle in this point in my life. Yeah. Because I remember them times where, shit, it was it was hella rough. You know, we in an apartment. We ain't even got furniture in the living room, but we just we just doing it. You just living. Yeah. And those those lessons you learn, it's not really what you go through. It's the principle. Right. You're able to apply, apply that something else. Like, oh, shit, I've already been through that. I know how to handle it. Facts. Nah, facts. How long do you think it took you for, like, from, let's say, when you first started making music to the point where, like, oh, shit, like, your first, like, hit song or, like, that moment where you're like, okay, this is starting to pick up traction? Uh, I'd say for us, it was... You know, I always say us because I just like we did a lot, a lot of stuff together. So I'm always, you know, include my brother Petey. Shout out Petey. But um, shit, I would say probably when we moved up here. Um, yeah. you know, we started like I said, we couldn't afford nothing, especially with paying all the rent and everything I was doing. So it was like, all right, we're gonna do it ourselves. So we just started uploading videos to Facebook, and at that point, like Facebook unless you tag like a hundred people, as corny as it was, but uh-huh. 
if you get in love, you get in love. So we tagging people, putting them in Facebook groups, stuff like that. And then videos, you know, start doing five, six thousand in a day. And then I had one that did like twenty five thousand. Like I did a freestyle to Tiger song, Master Suite. Uh-huh. And we shot the video. And I mean, the video is terrible. But, you know, for the time for what we had going, we was like, yeah. shit, this shit's smoking. Yeah. So we dropped that joint. And, and like I said, I think I did like 20,000, 25,000 in a day. And I was like, shit. All right, fuck it. Let's keep pumping the content out. Like, we didn't even know what the fuck content was. We're just like, fuck it. It's hitting. So let's see what it's hitting. Like, yeah. It's like, right? Your, your, let's just say, like, your hit song came out in 2020? So. 2019? Am I wrong? I. F- if you're talking about, we had a song called "Oh My God" um, that was like, yeah, I think it's that one. Hella lit in the underground, like uh-huh. for a couple years there, like you could go to shows anywhere in the city underground, and like people knew word for word. Should we have mosh pits, like full crowds, like uh, like that shit was crazy. I, yeah, saw I, was you, I saw on your Instagram page. Um, I believe it was like one of your first posts. You were saying like this is a song that really changed my life. Mm-hmm. Well, that song was "Oh My God," right? Uh, no, no, no. So the song you're talking about was called uh, "Miss Calls." Miss Calls. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the first song for like me and like by myself. Okay. Um, we had a song called Oh My God that did like seven hundred and something thousand and back like even in the 2020, that was still like you won't see in that that oh, often. Oh yeah, you that's, feel that's me? still that seven hundred thousand shit ton of streams. I mean, like, I guess I I, I always look at it since it's me it's like eh, whatever you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like so back you know, with that, but then Miss Calls was like. Cause at that time my Instagram was booming, like I was getting like a thousand followers a day, and then I posted that, and it just oh. shit, that shit skyrocketed. Like that was my first hundred thousand views on YouTube. Like that shit, yeah. that shit went crazy. That shit, the people still fuck with that song. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, how many songs do you think you've made so far? Like ever, ever recorded, not put out, but ever recorded. Cause truthfully, probably not a ridiculous amount. Like I would say maybe. Uh, 150, something like that. 150 between there. Out of those 100, 150, which one would you say is like your favorite record? The one that mm. somebody, like, you tell somebody you're rapping, like, oh, damn, like, what's the song? The one you'd recommend to them? That depends. Cause I'm, I don't know. I always have like recency bias. You feel me? So, uh-huh. like, like, me and, um, I know you have FNF Chop on here. Me and him got a record. I saw that. We were um, listening to that song. That's just hard. Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. So, uh, shout out Chop. Uh, me and him go back a little bit. Um, shit. I mean, there's there, there there's a few like, you know, I can't really pinpoint just because you never know like what somebody likes listening to. Yeah, you feel me? Like I got a song called Stand Alone. Shout out, uh, KFK made it. He produced that. That song's hard, but it's like depending on what you catch from me, you're gonna get a completely different vibe than what you just heard. You feel uh-huh. me? Like, it just really depends on because I make music based on where I'm at in that moment in my life. Yeah. So if I'm feeling up and life's great and you know the money hitting and Everything is just going right, and then you're gonna hear some turn shit. But if I'm yeah. down and I'm just not really in that mode, like you're gonna you're you're gonna hear that. You well, feel me? Well, that's good though. At least it makes your music real and authentic. It's not like you're portraying an image. Like, right. if, let's just say you were down, and you say like, "Oh yeah, I'm turned right now." And then right. It's not. I mean, because I, I feel like at that point it's work, and like, yeah, I, if you if you turn music into work, it gets hard to continue to love it. Yeah, you know, when was the first time you ever performed? Uh. Shit, about around the time I started making my first few songs. Really? Um, <laughs> it was this platform called Afton Booking, right? And I didn't know nothing about booking. I didn't know nothing about shit. I just found them somehow on the internet, and they would like, they would be, like, they had this spot. Uh, it was called Kingdom Downtown, 
it's called something else now. I, uh-huh. I can't remember what they turned it into. But, like, they would get these little venues, and they would have artists come out and perform, but you had to, like, sell a certain amount of tickets. If you didn't sell any, they wouldn't let you perform. Okay. We didn't sell shit. We high school kids. Like, we were just like, fuck it. We're going to go out there and see if they let us perform. Yeah. And they, they would still let us rock. And it would be, like, 20, 25 people in the building. Most of them are other rappers. But it was cool because in them early experiences, I kind of learned, like, to kind of get over that whole, like, stage fright. Stage fright. Like, I used to yeah. wear sunglasses on stage. Oh, yeah? You feel me? Like, just so I couldn't, like. I could hide behind that shit. Yeah. You know, now, like, I'm so seasoned with it. Like, you know, I look everybody in the eyes when I perform because it's about connecting. Like, yeah. It, anybody can stand on stage and act like they're cool and everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Fuck all that. Like, I want you to see, like, oh, this motherfucker just sweat on me and I'm in the front row. Like, shit, he getting crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like, so it's like, what would you say? Like, how many times do you think you've ever performed? Is it too many to count? Or? Shit, that's, that might be more than the songs to be really? honest. Um, yeah, I would say, shit, I know you're not getting an interview, but you had to go around about what you think. We've been performing for, yeah, like. Five, six hundred shows. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's like out of state, uh, in state, city, out of like, yeah. It's you, been, you know, doing five, six hundred shows, I know you can't really remember each one detail to detail, but which one is like one of your favorite ones? It could have been like a crazy venue, crazy crowd, um, best energy. I got Two that stand out, like uh-huh. straight out. We performed at the National um, with Jacquees one time. Oh, yeah? Did you open um, up for him? I, I don't even feel like it was an opening up kind of thing. It was more like we went on like right before him. So I think there had been yeah. like people before that. But I didn't even find find out about it until like two, three hours before. Like I was at um, the salon getting my dreads retwisted. And my brother Carson, shout out to him, he called me. He's like, yo, I need you here in like two hours. And I'm like, nigga, I got to go hop a flight to LA in three hours. Yeah. And he was like, look, I need you. So hopped under the dryer, hopped out, got dressed, ran down to the national, went in the back door, went up the steps and ran right on stage. And it was like 3000 people there. And it was cool. Cause it was like, it was a moment where it was just like, damn, like, you know, I'm on stage all my people on stage, yeah. you know, so many people in the crowd didn't know us from, social media from other shows like it was just a hell of a vibe and then i would say the other show there used to be a platform in the city an underground platform um that gave a lot of people a lot of attention uh-huh. um that we helped build um you know if you know me you already know so i don't really gotta but um one of the shows that stands out we had a show one time and it was like the first time where i could look into the crowd and we didn't have to say a word like okay every song because we had two songs that were really we do back to back that everybody knew one was oh my god and one was yellow buses and we made rage music at the time so like yeah. the hooks was catchy the beats was hard hitting and all the other artists all the crowd people everybody knew it so like looking out in the crowd and everybody's rapping that shit and you see nothing but lights and the whole floor look like it's moving yeah like and it'd be like a packed out bar but that's still you know three four hundred people like oh, yeah so yeah that i think that was the most surreal like both of those like what, what what is like the farthest show you've done? Have you like uh like maybe mm, a, I would say California. I would say actually Cleveland probably Cleveland, Cleveland okay. Yeah, I performed in Cleveland. This was not a great performance at by ADVs, but I performed in Cleveland kind of early on. Um, I opened up for Agoff, uh, who used to be signed a Soldier Boy. Okay, and like Choppa was there and shit like that. And uh, I think that's the furthest that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I never performed in Cali, but I like I shot videos in Cali and like network and shit like that. But 
Yeah, I think I think Cleveland was probably my furthest one. Yeah. Did you ever meet any like uh, other celebrities, other rappers, other like cool people out there? Oh, um, the shows. I mean, I've met a few through mainly through social media. Like, yeah. But uh, I would say like, you know, I've had conversations or like dealing with like people like Chapo, um, my homie Gun, who signed Ray Strummer. Um, shit. Bro, honestly, like I'm drawing a hell of a blank, but there's like so many, like, yeah, because you just run across people in certain situations, like you don't really, you know, you be in these like environments in these areas, and you're like, oh, all right, like you'd be surprised when people know you. At least I do. Uh-huh. You feel me? Like even popping people in the city, like like I said, I got you know a relationship with Chop. Um, you know, I've met like G Sambo before. You know, yeah. had, like an interview, like we kind of you know met each other in passing. So like yeah, I met I met a lot of people. Um, you just kind of I don't know, just kind of still be surreal even at this spot. Yeah. You know? Like I never really get used to like people knowing me and shit like that. I feel that it's like you know like here in Richmond. What do you think about the Richmond music scene? Um, I think I think people. I'm trying to find the right way to put this. Like I don't know. I I, I think there's negativity sometimes, and it's based around drawing more attention if, if that makes sense yeah like i'll see like you know blogs might post like oh is this dead or you know do people even listen to a b c and d when in reality like when i see a blog post somebody even if i've never heard of them in my life i go to their page like i check the music out like i see what's you know what's going on i'll comment yeah. like yo i just checked you out hey man you know this was smooth like it's not my flavor or whatever whatever but like i fuck with you keep going like you yeah. feel me like I'm not preaching that whole unity, let's come together. Nah, that's just not realistic. But what I'm preaching is like, shit, like, give a nigga a chance. You might fuck around and like it. Like, if you don't, oh well. Like, but you might fuck around and like it. Like, there's a lot of people whose stuff I play. Like, you know, Stace Alaraki, his last project, shout out to him. Uh, I don't think it was the last one, but it was like one right after he got signed. Uh, oh. I, I played that project 24-7. Like, yeah. we were just talking about that early. Uh-huh. Played it all the time. Project was hard. Yeah. Uh, Chops Project, I'm on his new project. I play that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, who was Chop, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that joint. Like, so it's cool, like, you know, like, oh, I met, like, J. Roddy Rod. Like, I fuck with him, you know. It's just cool, like, I like to try to be in tune with other people's music because you never yeah. know what you're going to like. Like, it's not about the fact that we're in the same city. If the music hard, the music hard, like. And at the same time, it, like, keeps a good image of you. That be, if people ever hear your name or to see you, like, oh, yeah, this guy, he, like, he showed me some love before. Or, like, it keeps you a better image. It opens doors. It doesn't close them, you know? Nah, for sure. I mean, I do feel like a lot of times, Depending on the people, some people won't even like, you know, you you could have done a million things for them in the past, and they, you know, your name coming in like, oh fuck, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? So I don't really yeah. do it for that, but it's more so just like shit. Like, if somebody would have gave me a chance earlier, you never know where I'd be. So shit, fuck it. Let me That's give true. you a chance. Let me check you out. Yeah, you know, when it comes to your music, um, how do you go about like writing it? Is it like actually actually making a song? Like, um, who's your producer? How do you go about? Do you freestyle it? Do you write it? Truthfully, it depends. Um, like I said, depending on the content uh-huh. of the music, um, it depends on what kind of process I get into. Yeah. Like, I may have it, you know, sometimes, like, my homie, uh, First Place Rich, shout out to him, we've done a lot of work. He, he produces on me and Chop Guy. You know, we got a lot of work together. Um, he'll just, we've worked together, and we've been, we're friends outside of music, so we know each other for a grip. So he'll just send me beats, and he know, like, I'm going to probably fuck with it. Yeah. And I might sit on them for a month before I even touch them. And then, all right, boom, I'm, I'm in that mode. I feel like writing, I might have freestyled something that got me lit back up. All right, and I'm going to knock out four or five songs. Or, like, you know, I just did a song with Key Money. Shout out to him. You just um, posted Yeah, that I posted smuggle. that snippet. Yeah. And, like, that just came from being at a little networking joint. We met each other. 
I ain't even, like I said, I'd be oblivious. I ain't even know bro knew who the fuck I was. Like, he up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's one of the people who started RVA Drill. Yeah. I ain't know bro knew who I was. So, when he like, we should have been work. Like, shit, nigga was locking in. So, it just be where I'm at in that moment. Like, it really, there is no set formula for me, you know? It's just kind of like, yeah. I just like to let it all flow. Because if I'm fortunate, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hate it. So, there's no point. Yeah. You know, it's like, here in Richmond, I know it's very hard to, like, I've heard it's really hard to get performances in. From other artists, um, but when was when was the last time you performed here in Richmond? Was it uh, was it a while ago? Was it recently? Um, I think the last time I performed here in Richmond, <sighs> shit, it was probably not too long after the pandemic. Okay. Um, I took a little time off. I was really ready to give music up. I, um, I, I, you know, I watched the interview you did. I think it was the one. With, it might have been with. I don't know. If it was one with DJ Smalls or another one. You talked about um, how you wanted to take a break. Yeah, um, it, it it was it was after that because I did that one like years ago, yeah. but I'm sure it, it was some not too long ago stuff, oh, and it was it was the one on Viral Virginia. I think you were talking yeah, about, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Shout out Viral Virginia, I fuck with them too. Hard body, them my people. They always show me love. He's coming on uh, next week, bro. That's not homie. He posted yeah. me one. This is off topic, but he posted me during the pandemic. I had took a video. With, uh, I found a Trump hat in my homie's car. He was kissing it, right? Nah, nah, hell oh. nah. What? Nah, I, I took that, that joint. That's what he said. I thought he nah, did. nah, I took it and I threw it in the toilet and I pissed on it. Oh, pissing and that? I, I thought he said kissing. Nah, yeah, I pissed on it and I posted it. And uh-huh. on my page, that shit did like 150,000 views. And then he posted it. And that was the first uh-huh. time I really like locked in with him. Yeah. Um, And then from there, it was like, oh, yeah, like that's the homie shot to him. Yeah. But yeah, as far as like that, it was just like. I don't know, I just, I just took a step back. Like, I had a lot of personal shit going on. Yeah. Dealing with, you know, I have bipolar disorder and I don't be taking medicine and shit. So I'd be kind of like in and out mentally. And it was just a lot of bad energy around me. And I just kind of, I shut down. I mean, I just, I, I went from being happy every day, you know, around a bunch of people, everybody love you, to like one day it's just the complete opposite. And yeah. I didn't handle it well. So I took... Shit, damn near two years. Like, you know, I would drop a song here or there. I'll post something here or there. Still put money behind it. But I, I just really went into a show, like a depression. It's just, just your passion, right? Yeah, I mean, I just I just loved it. I, I lost the love for damn near everything. Like, yeah, I just, it was just work, home, work, home. You know, I go to the gym. I got into streaming, like Twitch and stuff, which kind of yeah. brought me back into, like, a love for creativity. Like, I stream, uh-huh. like, Fortnite and Madden and shit like that. You still do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, any of you rappers want to get that man work, let me know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it was just, I just, I just didn't love it no more. And if I don't love it, I don't, what's the point? You could go back like now, um, now that it's like past that phase, you could go back and give yourself like a piece of advice at the time. What do you think that'd be? Value yourself. I um, so. I put too much value into how everyone else felt about me. Um, you know, I got to the point where everybody named Mama love you. And it's like, once that flips, like, I just didn't know how to handle it. And it was hard. Like, it was hella hard. And I was alone as fuck. And, like, I didn't know how to be alone. And, yeah. you know, now if I could go back, I'd tell myself, like, shit, being alone made me so much better. Like, I'd be by myself 24-7 now, and I love it. It's, it's like, peaceful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't be happy with yourself... Or by yourself, you're not you're not fucking happy. You know what I mean? That's true. Why, why do you think people maybe uh, ch- I'm not saying change their opinions about you, but like I said, it just flipped. You think maybe it's like one of those things where like, oh, you know, he was popping a lot more now, and now he's not popping as much, and it's like, oh, or like was it like a, something you might have done to them or? Some of it's a long story. Uh-huh. Um, you know, 
some of it I don't really want to. It's personal, right? Yeah, yeah but right. I, I think more so it was like for me, I think in certain aspects, certain people stopped fucking with me because I didn't, I guess, speak up and say how I felt about certain things or, you know, talk about what I was going through. Because, like, I'm not one of those people that will reach out when I'm going through something. Yeah. Like, I seclude. So, like, some people, they feel like you need to talk to them every day. I'm not that friend. Like, you know, but I'll still reach out to you, you know, if you see I'm good, but if you need me, call me. You know, for some people, they need that constant, like, oh, I talk to such and such every single day. That's just not me. Yeah. So I feel like with a lot of people, it was just like, oh, they just feel like I lost contact with them. So it's like, fuck them when that's not the case. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out my shit. You feel I me? Mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, you, in order for you to be able to keep making good music, you have to be sane. And I, 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 I wasn't, right? when I say I lost myself, like, I didn't know who the fuck I was for a while. Yeah. And that shit was scary. Like, and at the time, you also had your daughter with you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I had my family, like, you know, all my kids. And it's just like, I like that's that's even worse because you're looking at yourself in the mirror and it's like, what kind of parent am I? What kind of, you know, relationship do I have with the people that love me? Like, what what am I doing? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know me. Like, I wake up some days and I ain't even recognize what I saw in the mirror. You know, versus now, like, the love I have for myself again is like, Shit, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, Back in your zone, right? Yeah, for sure. That's good. For sure. It's like, you know, what's something like, you know how you're saying, like, some of the struggles you went through, what's something that, like, most, I guess, like, I can say, I'm not, I don't want to say small rappers, let's just say up and coming artists mm-hmm. that maybe they're not in a position where, like, their, stream, their songs aren't doing as much streams, but, like, what's something that maybe they don't really understand behind the scenes of the music business? Uh, Promotion, number one. Yeah. You know, pl- paying for playlisting, paying for ads paying for whatever you know you can run an ad campaign with five dollars you know what i'm saying every everything don't got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah and then you know a lot of people don't realize like celebrate the small victories like we used to not do that shit at all we had to learn like yo that thousand streams is still good you feel me yeah like, you got to celebrate your victories. you social media ruin that shit because you compare if i'm following rick ross on the internet and i just bought a house and i got a <laughs> car from 2016 but this nigga just posted a maybach for yeah. some people, that'll fuck their life up. They whole move wrong. I'm not doing enough. You Do you know? think that keeps people hungry, though? Just some keep people. Hustling? It'll, it'll keep some people hungry. It'll keep some people in a position where they just feel like they're never doing enough, so why give a fuck? You feel me? Yeah. Like, it's all in your... You got to decide for yourself what type of person you are. And once you know that, then you can understand what motivates you, what doesn't, you know, what kills your confidence, what doesn't. Like, that just ties back to what I said about losing myself and then finding it again. You feel me? You got to know who you are. Yeah, no. You know, it's like... You know, you said, uh, I think we, I think you said it earlier about COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I know COVID hit people a lot different. Some people was like, a, it could have been very devastating. Some people like they took the time to like really grind. Mm-hmm. How was COVID like for you? Because I know Shit, we was outside. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't even gonna cap. I made hopefully the IRS ain't watching this. I made <laughs> thirty bands off Instagram during COVID. I won't scam it or nothing. I was uh-huh. just my shit was busting because we always was like harassing each other, making funny videos, whatever. Yeah. And so, like, people was coming to me for promotion for their music and shit while also buying features. And I'm hitting off at that time for, like, 750 some shit like that. So, like, if I, at, a, at the time, I might have did two features a week. Everything's in-house, so I'm paying my own engineer. You know, I'm breaking them off. And if we're not even paying, you know, I might pull up to the studio with a couple bottles. Yeah. You know, we had our own building at the time, so my videographer, my... Uh, my engineer, my whole team, we was always all together. Yeah. So it was like, it was real easy to be like, all right, well, fuck it, we finna. It wasn't even about making content. We was just living. We were just filming everything. 
And while everybody else was busy being miserable, not no fault of their own, but people couldn't handle being inside. We wasn't inside. We was still outside. So it was yeah. like shit, the pandemic. If I could go back, I'd do that shit again. Like yeah, that, it was it was great for me. It was that pandemic for you. Man, what? And it won't know PPP, so I ain't had to worry about nobody coming to get it. Oh yeah, so. that PPP was fucking people up like two a year or two after that. That's crazy. Oh yeah, they was coming back for that brand. Uncle Sam gonna get his regardless. Oh, yeah. You seen how they hired like uh Man, so many people to just yeah. go and like just go run chase people down and take their bread and shit. Nah. Yeah, the niggas was niggas was hitting up. I ain't gonna lie. Low key sometimes we'd be like, shit, if I could go back, I uh, might have to but nah, with my luck, God will make an example out of your boy. I can't even fuck with it. You know, it's like, you know, when you were uh, when you moved down here to Richmond, you said you were about fifteen. Um, uh, no, 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 no. When I moved down here full time, I was like twenty one, like just freshly twenty one. Okay, okay. But so I lived in Petersburg like for a year when I was like mad young. Okay, okay, okay. So you know, like, so you're older. So at that point, you know, you're mature and everything. But what was like? Did you see a lot of the streets and the violence going on around you? <clears throat> um. I mean, yeah, like, you know, I, I ran the streets when I was younger, for sure. Because, um, like I said, you know, even being on the sticks, like, shit, shit do get busy. Like, yeah. um, you know, I wasn't, like, the crazy, violent motherfucker. Like, I was always about money and women. Like, that was just kind of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that don't mean you're not around. That don't mean you don't see everything. You know, I was the youngest nigga in the crew back in the day, so it was like, you know, I saw a little bit of all of it. Huh. Um, truthfully, I mean, I feel like it definitely matured me because you ain't got no choice. Like, you know, you get put in certain situations, you make the wrong move, you know, somebody in jail, somebody, whatever, like, you just never know. Yeah. So you got to think like a grown man no matter what age you are. That's true. So, I mean, it definitely helped, like, mature me fast as hell. That I'll say that. You know, something I like to ask, like, artists or, like, people that specialize in something or, like, they pursue something. If you weren't rapping, what could you see yourself doing? Um... <clears throat> Pornhub, now I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, um, I don't know. I mean, the streaming thing, like, everything I could yeah. do if I wasn't rapping, I still do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I do, like, TikTok. I got a following on there. You know, I do, like, fitness content. I do jokes, comedy. A lot of people told me for years I should, like, stand up and shit. Yeah. Um, I, I run a restaurant right now. Like, you know, there's so many, like, I mean, I still work. So, like, there's so many things that I still do that I would see myself doing if it wasn't for rap. I think I found more of that when I wasn't rapping in the last couple of years. Because it just helped you find, like, maybe your passion for other things? Yeah, like, it. it this was always the end-all, be-all. This was like, uh-huh. if this don't work, we ain't got nothing else. So you say you run a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that restaurant. What's it called? Um, I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. uh, it's a, you know, it's a, well, I'm, if if you know, you know. But, um, yeah, so I'm a general manager, so I got, like, a whole staff, the whole nine. Yeah. And for me, it's like... I like to show people that, like, yo, you can still, like, go do what you want to do while also having a job. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh You know, slow motion better than no motion. You feel me? So, like, it's cool to me, like, when people come in and they, like, you know, whether they want to say something good, something bad, they're like, let me talk to the boss. I am the boss. They be confused with all the tattoos, dreads, the whole nine. Uh You can still do this while getting whatever money. Like, you know, the trapping shit is cool. I've done all that. But, like, to get that regular bread... Ain't nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, no, there's not. Is that is that? Uh, oh, actually, I was about to say that here in Richmond, that restaurant. But I mean, I'm not gonna ask too much. But uh, it's in Richmond. Trust me, a lot of people have seen me. So, what, what do you think? Uh, being in that position has taught you, though, like being in like in a position of authority over a, a crew. You could say. Um, I mean, kind of the same thing. that like running a label and all that shit taught me. It's like you got to be able to. I think now it's different because when I was running a label, like I said, me and my brother was doing it. So you got two different opinions, two different voices. 
two different ways of dealing with stuff. With this, when it's like, you know, I'm the top dog, it's like, all right, like, you got to understand everybody's issues, everybody's strengths, everybody's problems. Um, and I think what makes me better at that position than a lot of people could be is because I always told myself if I ever got in a position of power, no matter what it was, that I was always going to be the person I felt like I needed when I was 15, 16, 17, whatever. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, a lot of my staff is, like, you know, teenagers and stuff like that, but they fuck with me like a big brother because they know, like, all right, I'm going to get on their ass if I need to, but I also know when graduation is. I know about yeah. your breakup. I know about what your parents got going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just a number to me. And that's good. Me? It just makes it more personal instead yeah. of being like, oh, he's just my boss. Right, like, right. That's, it, like I said, the big homie, basically. Facts, facts. Yeah, it's like you'd be able to relate to them and. At that age, you said there were a lot of teenagers. Mm-hmm. That's when they need that guidance because you don't know what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Bro, a lot of them be tripped out. Like, not so much anymore because they see me all over the internet. Uh-huh. But they be tripped out because I get stopped at work a lot. That's why I say, like, it's not really a secret. Yeah. But I get stopped all the time, even when I stopped rapping, when they was like, yo, what's going on? Where the music? What's the blah, blah, blah. Because I've been doing it for so long. I got a following and everything. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, who who, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, like, and then they find out. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, so. You know that that part of it, I definitely say is cool as fuck. Yeah, you know, you you've you have a lot of music videos, right? Oh, uh, on YouTube, decent amount, decent yeah. amount. Uh, what, what was like the your favorite one so far? Uh, I know there's shit. a lot of behind the scenes that go to music videos. Mm, truthfully, I would probably say the second "Oh My God" video we reshot it at one point to submit it to labels. That was one of my favorites because. Yeah. At the time, like, you know, everybody I was around, we was all in the video as a, as a squad. My manager at the time was in the video. Um, one of my brothers, shout out uh, P-Max Productions, Absolute, he shot the video. Uh-huh. Um, I direct all my videos, so I come up with the ideas. I, you know, put things in place. Like, So I think that's one of my favorites, and I'd say recently my most favorite would probably be to join me in Chop Dude because I yeah. got back in my bag of, like, this is what I want this to be. This is how we're going to do this. I coordinated everything, and it was like I brought my vision, you know, to life. So it kind of felt cool to, like, all right, I still got it, you know. That so. song's hard. It's just, like, y'all flowed perfectly on that song. Right. It was like a, it just it just worked. I don't nah, know. It, yeah. just, it worked. It's crazy because, like, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I knew him before that. Yeah. Because um, we used to perform at some of the same places back in the day. So, uh-huh. you know, this wasn't, our, like, some, like, oh, music, you know, link up. It was like we know each other. So, yeah. I, but I was surprised. Like, when the song came out, I think we were both a little surprised. Like, damn, like, we really, like, rocked this shit, like, together. And, like, we was in the studio, and I, I record, like, my process is fast. Mm-hmm. Like, if I get two, three hours of studio time, I'm only recording for 20 minutes. Like, I, I can have multiple songs done in that time frame. You can just mix and do your shit. I'm just in the cut. I'll fuck around be on my Switch playing Fortnite. Like, I don't even like to take part in the mixing process unless I got something I need to say. Yeah. Or, like, I don't like beat-making sessions. Like, I'd rather just kick it. So we was in there, laid the song down. And I fuck with Chop because, like, his recording process is cool, too. So it's like it was a different energy from both of us, but it yeah. came together. And we still had so much time. He was like, fuck it. Like, you trying to get on this? All right, fucking load it up. And yeah. Just came together. And, yeah, it was just real. It was real easy. It was real authentic. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't forced. Yeah, it was genuine. Yeah, Definitely. you know, you know. tell me a little bit about your uh, record label. I, uh, I forgot the name of it again. Uh, so technically, I mean, I guess you could say right now, it's not really a label anymore. Um, uh, it was called Dub Life, Dub Life Music Group. Dub Life, okay. Um, it's still something that I represent to the fullest just because it was more of a lifestyle for me. Uh-huh. You know, we created it. We built it. It was the basis of everything that we were striving to be. Um, you know, it's kind of like 
being a parent and you and your kid fall out. Like that's not not your kid no more. It's just you know you kind of have a little bit of space. Yeah. Still love it. You know you still cherish it. But it's like right now I'm just I've never been able to just be the artist. Uh-huh. You feel me? And like right now that's all I am. So as much as I'm still dub life to the core, you know right now I'm just it's feet. Like I'm just yeah. you know I'm just seeing what's 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 next each day. You know it's like um. Did you start that label because you, is that something you, as in like your way of going independent? Because you, were you signed before, right? Nah, so when, when we started Dub Life, nah, uh, that was around the time, like I said, when we moved up here, we didn't really have any like connections. We didn't know how to do shit. So another part of learning how to do everything is, all right, well, ain't none of these labels we email and reaching back out to us. Let's start our own label. Yeah. And that's just how that came about. Like there was no expectation to us of like, this is going to become a huge fucking thing one day. And then one day we woke up and it was a pretty big fucking thing out here. And then, you know, but like I said, like right now I'm more so just, I'm just rocking and feed. Like, you know, I'm starting my own, oh, it's already been a brand, but yeah. I'm more focused on my brand just as an artist. You know, it's like five years from now, where do you see yourself? Like, it could be music-wise, it could be like in just in general. Um, Truthfully, just happy. Like, happy, yeah. You know, for me now, if you'd ask me just five years ago, I'd have said on a billboard chart somewhere, living in LA rich as hell that's the only way I'd have been happy now I've learned that like you know a hundred pennies still make a dollar so yeah. you know am I math right now I'm just playing but yeah, yeah. it's like you, you know, made me question it for a second <laughs> now it's like I, I, I could be still running a restaurant you know still being a father still streaming still whatever I could be living a quiet life on a fucking farm as long as it's whatever is making me happy that's all that matters to me in five years I just want to continue to be happy I want to be the happiest like that's yeah. it you know it's true because I feel like Especially like you said earlier with social media, it just makes you like compare, and then you're like, okay, shit, I, I don't really. I guess it just makes you want more that something. It doesn't make you appreciate what you do. Nah, definitely, it, it definitely doesn't. It's like, you know, you're a kid and you're in school. Your parents give you the best of what they can, but the kid next to your parents got a bunch of money. Yeah, you don't appreciate the fact that your parents might have had to rip a hole out their pants to sew your pants up. You just see the next person with a, some nice ass pants. That's true. I hate social media sometimes, no matter how much money I made off it, because. Sometimes that shit can have you thinking, moving, acting completely different when your happiness should be within yourself. Yeah. You know, how do you, now that you bring up social media, but like, what do you think about like where the world is today? Cause like, if you compare where we're at right now compared to like the pandemic, mm-hmm. everything changed after COVID. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think about like just everything, social media, politics, all these laws? Or I mean, I think genuinely as, as a people, we just got to focus on what we can control. Yeah. Like, People, you know, my age or people, you know, even from 18 on up, most of us don't vote. Most of us don't give a fuck to vote because we know it don't really count for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you just got to focus on what's in front of you. Like, I fuck with where social media is to an extent. Um, You know, like I said, I do the whole TikTok thing. I love that shit. That shit's fun. I like that because it's fun and it's free. You're not comparing your lifestyle to nobody else. Instagram. Truthfully, I don't really fuck with Instagram like that no more after they sold it to Facebook because they ruined a lot of shit for the whole, like, I've been verified for, like, five years. Uh-huh. They ruined that shit. You know, it's just, like, 15 bucks now. Yeah, like, I guess it, like, it, it lost its credibility, I guess. Well, I, I, I feel like it devalued, Yeah. because you know? before, like, there was a lot that came with that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, there was this thing called growth hacking. I can expose secrets now uh, back then where, like, you could view up to, like, a million stories a day if you had, like, the growth system set up through certain people who would be able to do it so verified accounts were the only accounts that could do it so like you could go and you know they'll you'll sign up pay a certain (laughs) amount a month 
by you know that person who has the software. Yeah. Um, and like you know back in the day when people would show like a famous person on the bottom of their story, they yeah. screenshot it, post like, oh, they got their eyes on me. They was not watching you. It was a whole growth hacking thing. Like, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, it was just a verified account thing because I uh, I was a part of that, so like I knew how it worked. Like when people were hitting up people during the pandemic for like, yo, I fuck with your music. Let's do a drop. Let's do this. Let's do that. Nah, those are packages. Like, they verified accounts. Like, they it, it's a spam message. Like, it's oh shit. Yeah, it's all it's all a money grab. Damn, I didn't know that. It was like how how did, so your Instagram at the time when the verification wasn't like a paid for thing. Mm-hmm. How did you go about like acquiring that uh, blue check? It just happened one day. It just like, happened. I, I was on the gram in the group chat with the homies. and smile was like, yo, congrats, congrats on what, nigga. It's like, oh, you got verified. At the time, I'm working at a fucking gas station, bro. Like, I'm just behind the counter at work, like, standing there on, like, a 12-hour day. Yeah. And it just randomly happened. Like, I mean, I always looked at it like, you put in the work, whatever comes with it, comes with it. But, like, don't go into it like, oh, I'm only doing it for A, B, C, and D. So that was just a byproduct. Then I learned how to make it work for me. Yeah. But then once they sold it to Facebook, you know, Facebook ruined everything. So, you know, you live and you learn, just move on to the next thing. You know, when you said earlier, I forgot to bring this up, but uh, what were your thoughts on the casino that they uh, voted no for? I thought it was weird to vote no. Like, yeah, what does it matter? Like, I, I think it was more of an old people vote because yeah. casino for younger people, like that's just another place for us to go spend money. But to an extent, it's like it's another place also for some violence to go on, some bullshit to go on. So, like, I can kind of understand both sides. But saying no, I thought was dumb. Like, I see both sides, but I feel like when you're a creator like yourself or like me, it like brings opportunity right to the city. It like it shows us more than what we can see because like. The, with the casino, like it shows, like I think, like uh, it also have like a stage where like celebrities can come perform and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like it just makes Richmond more a bigger city, right? And opens it, can, it up, like so that I feel like Richmond could be like a uh, Atlanta, like a New York. It's like we have we have great talent. I yeah. feel like we have great talent. We have in the creative space here in Richmond is crazy. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like that was just holding us. Back. I feel like the only thing that separates us is kind of off topic, but from like the places you named, yeah, is that like it's someone who's been to pretty much all of those, you know, New York, Atlanta, LA, whatever. Like, I think the version of their city, which looks like what we have downtown, is bigger. So, like, where we have like this stretch of maybe 10, 15 miles of yeah. like high rises and this, that, and the third, they might have this shit for an entire 50, 60 miles. Like, yeah. you know, the whole city looks like that. I think that's the only thing that's, like, the main difference. Like, the talent's there. I think a lot of people have a misconception that, you know, Atlanta, everybody brings everybody up. L.A., you know, everybody fucks with each other. Like, nah, like, every city got their bullshit. We just don't live there. We don't know. Yeah, that's You know true. what I mean? Like, so I think the casino should have been done. You know, I think it was a good idea, but, hey, man, fuck it. Yeah, shit. I mean, everything happens for a reason, but we'll see how that goes. Facts. Uh, you know, it's like, when, when, let's just say when your streams were or, or like started picking up numbers and everything mm-hmm. and money started coming in what was that feeling like was it like a whole shit or it was weird um because you're just making music so like yeah you know even when you invest in it or whatever there's no guarantee so like uh-huh. when it really started to like catch traction like again at the time still working full-time at the time you know, when that was popping on i was living in the hood like so for us it was like shit we got some money to go do some bullshit today what you want to do like you know, it wasn't really like, all right, now I can buy some more diapers. I can do whatever. Like, you know, it wasn't no like, oh, shit, like, we finna be up. It was just like, all right, this just adds to trying to get from point A to point B. Like, yeah. it was never really done. It, the feeling itself was crazy to see us making money off of it, but uh-huh. the money itself was just like, all right, this just goes into real life again. Yeah, because I, I feel like with other, it could, 
you, you don't think like so you say like money probably didn't change you because that can happen to a lot of like artists when they start making money off their music i don't think money ever changed me uh-huh. um now granted i ain't never made no million dollars so i don't really know uh-huh. who i would or wouldn't be at that point but Money don't change people; it just make them more of who they've always been. So, yeah. you know, me making the money I was making off streaming or features or whatever, I was still the same dude. If anything, it might have made some habits worse. You know, you could, if you're getting seven hundred, eight hundred dollars for a verse, and you only got to pay the engineer a hundred bucks, and your cameraman another hundred bucks, if you're on the same team, we getting fucked up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like everybody get their own bottle. Let's let's do whatever. So like, I think that was the only thing. But like outside of that, like the money really didn't. Didn't change anything. I think if I'd have been smarter with it, it probably would have changed. But uh-huh. you know, I'm younger at that point. I was living every day for itself, so I didn't really think that hard. But you know, that restaurant you told me about earlier is like, since you had to deal with people, with customer service, and everything. What's some of the craziest shit you're seeing? Because it could be like a junk customer or something oh, like that. Man, I know that shit happens all the time, right? Man, so I got a little homegirl I work with. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna say her name because well, she's 18 now. But still, if you see this, you know exactly who you are. She a little hothead. Yeah. But, like, she don't trip out unless somebody trip out on her. Okay. Man, this story funny as shit. I was in the bathroom one time, right, on, like, a 15-hour shit. I ain't never mind no hard work. You know what I'm saying? Daddy yeah. ain't raised no quitter. But, like, I got my headphones on because I'm on the phone. Like, you know, half time, I just go in the bathroom so I can sit down for a second and just not be bothered. Yeah. And I hear, like, a loud noise. It's, like, 9.45. We close at 10. I'm thinking, like, a whole team or something should just walk in. I walk out the door, and her and this middle-aged woman is, like, screaming at each other at the top of their lungs. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I walk over, and the lady's just cussing her the fuck out. And she's like, bitch, I'll beat your old ass. whoop de whoop de whoop I'm just like, bro, I tell her every day, like, I can't even go to the bathroom when you're here. I just got <laughs> to say, I just motherfucker, you're a little rough nigga. I can't. But outside of that, like, for real, for real, I don't really be having too many crazy or bad experiences. Like, uh-huh. it's just, I guess the most wild shit just be people recognizing me. Like, yeah, you know, that, you know, and I just kind of be like, oh, yeah, good to see you. What can I get for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I yeah. just, you know, like it's just normal to me. Like, I just go back to it. Well, it's like people ask for pictures and stuff, but, like, I feel like at that point, it's like you make the workplace or, like, the experience a lot better. Like, oh, shit, I got to eat the food and, oh, Feli's here. Yeah, nah, for sure. I think one of the coolest times I was in there and I was cleaning tables and shit and, um, it was like a mom with like five kids. I guess they came from football practice or something. Yeah. And they was all looking at me or whatever. I'm thinking it's just because, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not exactly the most normal looking person, I would assume. So I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. I'm used to that. Uh-huh. But then the mom's like, hey, uh, so my son and his friends, they know you from the internet. They really love you, blah, 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 blah. So I go over yeah. I talk to them, blah, homies. I ain't trying to be on no, like, you know, PBS kid shit. Like, yeah, stay in school. I'm just like, yo, like, hey, bro, y'all, like, what's up, man? Like, you know, just talking to them, like, normal people. It made their night, and it was cool for me. It's like, shit, like, I'm still able to show, like, because you know me from the internet. Don't assume that I have a billion dollars and I don't got to yeah. do shit. You can still do whatever you want to do, but also go out here and get this money. Like, Yeah. Like, one thing I heard, uh, I had somebody on yesterday, his name's Troy. He said, he gave me a good example. It was like, keep this hand working. Let's just say this is the music. While this hand's working, make make this hand work over here. Yeah, facts. And eventually, facts. I guess, like, eventually, like, the music or whatever you are pursuing will catch up with time. Facts. Uh, it's a perfect example. You know, you say you have a TikTok account. I didn't check that out, but so you make like entertaining videos, right? Yeah. Uh, would could you ever see yourself being like a, let's just say like a, maybe like a comedian or entertainer or something like yeah, while, yeah, while yeah. now something I like mean, that? Truthfully, like I said, when I started the music, my focus was that. Like I said, I yeah. do fitness. I dropped like a hundred pounds in a year. Well, did so you? Like I focus on that too. But like the funny shit, like truthfully, like my mental health and all that shit, that was great because. I just like to make people laugh. Yeah. Like, the rap shit, I fuck with it, but in some of my songs, I say, like, wild shit. Like, 
about putting a thumb in a bitch ass or some crazy that's shit not, just because it's like I, we heard that lyric earlier today right, that's it. <laughs> we like, started laughing when right, we heard that and it's cool because like no matter who here like uh, i have fans all over the fucking world that'll hear shit like that and they think it's hilarious but that's just me like you know you'll get the same version of me no matter where uh, you at so when they get on the tiktok and shit and they see all the funny videos and i'm clowning out and shit like you know i'll be posting like hear me out shits yeah. where i like might stitch a bad bitch or something like whatever they just fuck with it because they know it's authentically me yeah you feel me and they love that shit and that's cool for me because it's like i get to make people laugh i'm laughing my damn self so like fuck it let's have some fun you know and that song where you said that lyric was that on dolo or on the song with chop it's probably on the song with chop i think yeah. Dolo was more like a slow down vibe but i've said shit like that on plenty of songs yeah. like i'll be i kind of just be saying anything to be honest you know is dolo the most recent song you put out I think so. I was going on Spotify. I think that's the most recent one I saw. Um, it was either Dolo or um, damn, what was the name of that song? Uh, all I got. All I got. Yeah. yeah. The streams on Dolo went crazy, right? Yeah, this is got to like five fifty or something. Yeah, like that. I saw on uh, Spotify earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I was hella surprised. I mean, I put a little bread into like advertising, but I wasn't like, oh shit, like this is gonna do something. I was just putting out a song because I hadn't put out no content except yeah. TikTok for like months and months. And my brother would be home, he like, brother, you got to, either you're done or you're not, but, like, you got to figure that out. So I was like, fuck it, I dropped these songs. I'm just recording anyway. Fuck it, why not? You think uh, the songs gain more streams, like, uh, using Instagram and TikTok? Um, it or depends on the songs. Like, right? you know, if you have, like, entertaining music, like the song with me and Chop, I put that shit on TikTok. I have another song called K.O. Ken that got, like, one point had, like, five, 6,000 videos on TikTok. Yeah. Because um, I was, very, I was like, one of the first people verified on there, too. So, oh, like, shit. you know, I, and I flipped that. So, like, I would put it, like, oh, like, you know, I would use the song and be like, why is this guy verified? And people would be, like, commenting, like, why the fuck? And then they start following me because they want to know. Yeah. And then i play on that, make funny videos on that. Or I will use the sound and be like, all right, well, you know, if you use the sound, uh, I'll follow you. And people would just start spamming that shit, like, over and over and over and over because they uh, want to verify following. And then, then when they realize I'm actually going to follow you back, they're like, oh, shit. It just, so, it's like one of those, I guess, like, just seeing somebody with, like, uh, how is it like an audience right. re- reply back? Some people with the audience will really like comment or mm-hmm. follow you back. It's like you said, like I saw when you said like, oh, you know, I comment on other people's posts. Mm-hmm. I saw the other day, uh, my boy Nestor, I saw you comment on his, one of his posts. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I found him from here and I thought he was fired. I'm like, yeah, if I see you, I think you're fired. Shit, why not? Like, yeah. You know, I, I just like spreading love. Like, be spreading love don't mean you owe me nothing. Don't mean we got to work together. Don't mean I feel like, no, nah, it's just, yeah, I fuck with you. I fuck with you. Was there ever a time where you weren't, you weren't like that? You were, like, maybe not exactly putting others down, but just, like, not really trying I mean, to people? I've had times, uh, and I feel like it was for me overcompensating from how I felt inside, uh-huh. where, you know, people around me will say, like, I act like I'm better or this, that, and the third. When in reality, those are the times I felt the most insecure about where I was at. You know, when I felt like I was dying off, I didn't feel like I stepped away at first. I felt like I was dying off. And at that point, I'm overcompensating, and I'm like, oh, well, I did A, B, C, and D, when instead I should be celebrating the people around me. Yeah. And that was just another humbling experience. Like, sometimes you really got to hit the floor to learn how to stand back up. That's and I, I hit that motherfucker head first. So, you know, I've had I've had those experiences, but shit, you get better. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. You could definitely have to hit rock bottom. Yeah, That point sure. is the only way up. Facts. You know, what do you think about this is a question I had? Like, uh, this is actually the first time I asked somebody on the show. Like, there's, I, there's different questions I mm-hmm. ask people. What do you think about like the fake it till you make it mentality? Do you think there's some truth to it or you don't really think that's the right way to go for it? I think it depends on what you're saying in your music. Like if you get on a song and I, I got a hundred bricks on Maybach and I'm on a private jet, but then I see you at the transit waiting on the bus, I'm gonna be like, 
<laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to fake it till you make it, I ain't mad at you. If you feel like that works for you, make it work for you. Yeah. Um, I feel like the best that I've ever had was being able to just try to be as transparent as possible because um, then people can actually relate to you. You feel yeah. me? Like, for, for some people to fake it till you make it should do work. Like, usually for, like, trap music and shit like that, like, I feel like it works the best. But, yeah, I mean, shit, if you want to give it a shot, fuck it, go for it. It might work. You know, it's like, could you ever see yourself, like, if you were in the industry, could you see yourself like really handling the industry? Because I know there's like a bunch of like sneaky shit that comes with it, or like deals, record labels wanting to make you like, hey, oh, you know what, lose weight or cut your dreads or you know what, oh, we can't have you say this, so and so. Would you think you'd be able to make it in the industry? I mean, I've dealt with labels. Yeah, um, we went to Def Jam. We've been to Interscope, um, Ethical Music, uh, Billion Dollar Baby. Like, so we've dealt with labels and shit. I mean, it is a lot of backhanded, uh, underhanded shit to be going on, but there's also is some still genuine people. Yeah. You just kind of, kind of, you got to maneuver every situation with your best interest and people around you's best interest at heart. And you just got to read your paperwork, for real. Yeah. That's the main thing. A lot of people see a dollar sign and don't realize that you owe that bitch 10 times over. That's not every situation. But, you know, some people will turn down a small deal where they told you you ain't owe a dollar and they're going to help you with every single thing possible. You know, you just really got to, Pay attention to everything you know and just be you. Like, yeah. Just that simple. Was like, is that like, who really, who do you think has like really guided you when you started making music and you started running those streams? Like, who really guided you? Like, you should do this, you should do that. Or? Mm, I mean, for a while there, um, you know, my ex manager stuff, um, shout out to her, still all love. You know, she had a lot of help, but I think me and everybody that I was around, you know, me, PD, her, Carson, it was more of like we were learning as we were going. Like like I said, my little my little real Carson he had a song that did it said like five million, but this was at a time when that shit wasn't happening for people. Yeah. And so everything that happened to us happened organically. So we didn't there was no we weren't prepared for it. Yeah. So it was like, all right, I can't ask you what it feels like for us to get our first hundred K. We doing it together. So yeah. it was just like it, everything was a learning curve. There wasn't really a lot of guidance. It was like, all right, let's try to figure this out on our own. If anything, we got it ourselves because we were always willing to study. We were always willing to put the work in, the time, the hours, which, I mean, again, I feel like made us better. Yeah, no, yeah, I feel you on that. You know, there's, I always like to ask, like, our guests, like, some different questions. It could be yeah, some of sure. them stump, dumb questions and then 10 questions, but, like, if you were if you were a fighter, right, like an MMA fighter or a uh -huh. boxer, what would be, like, your walking intro, like a song? All right. It's going to surprise you if you don't know me. Uh, My favorite song of all time is Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. I listen to that song at least five times a day, <laughs> even today. Yeah. And I listen to it in the gym, and I would walk out to that song, and they'd be hella confused because it's so positive. <laughs> but I fucking bro, I love that bitch. I love Natasha. If you're watching this, I love you, baby. Um, yeah, I'm going with that yeah, for sure. You go, you go beat some ass to Natasha. Bro, the first time I saw her, I was watching Degrassi, bro. That's another guilty pressure. I love that fucking show. And, yeah, I love that song ever since. So, for sure. Yeah, I'm walking out to, uh, to Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, for sure. Oh, my God. That, that, that's that's the weirdest one I've gotten so far. You'd have never expected that one. Nah, huh? I wouldn't. I should have made you make a bet. <laughs> All right, look. If Let's just say if you just hit the lottery today, right? Mm -hmm. What's the first thing you're doing? Moving. Um, I'm moving to Delaware or South Dakota or some crazy-ass off-the-wall place. And depending on how hot the bread is, you know, the few people around me that I actually do it and actually got, like, a real true love for, 
you know, give them a little bit of like, say for instance, like I think the last one I seen was like 930 something million or some shit like that. Yeah. First of all, I don't need all that money. It'd be great to have, they're going to cut it in half anyway. So the 450 million, I'm moving me and my family, my, my mom, my pops, you know, uh, I'm going to take all of my actual close friends. Cause at this point, everybody I'm with, I've been with 10 years or, you know, maybe a little shorter than that, but yeah. you know, and we all move, we're going to go to some server, some suburb way in the cut. And we're going to, at that point, what are we chasing? We don't need to chase the music. We don't need to chase none of that. You can if you want to, but let's just live a quiet life and enjoy the money and enjoy just living. What, what would your dream life look like? Would that be your dream life? Or, like, let's say if you did have, like, that money, you wouldn't want to continue pursuing maybe, like, streaming, rapping? Streaming for sure. Um, yeah. But even still, I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of people look at most things as, like, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's a monetary gain, too. Yeah. You know, I probably still stream because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I mean, truthfully, with that type of money, like, you can make your own happiness. You know, whatever you feel like is what you want, you can kind of do it. Yeah. So that quiet life, knowing my bank account good, knowing there's some random dude in your city with a McLaren and you don't even know who the fuck he is, uh-huh. that's cool. That's cool with me. Like, yeah. You know, I've been known, like, well, why not enjoy some quiet? Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's true. Hey, some people don't want the fame. And some people don't need that. But it's like, you know. What's, like, the biggest lesson you've learned in your life, regardless of music, or it could be, like, something you picked up as a kid, or something um, maybe you'd push on your kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, that's a good one. I would, there's a few. Um, uh, you know, any any struggle you're going through, the only way to go through is to get through. Um, when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. Um, shit, and ain't no shame in a dollar you worked hard for. Yeah. I mean, you know, those are the three ones I can think off the top of my head. I mean, you know, life has a way of really teaching you whether you know you're being taught or not. Then you wake up one day and it clicks and you're like, shit, I just learned a whole lifetime's worth of lessons and I didn't even know that was what was going on. I thought I was just struggling. You feel me? Like, yeah. So those are those are a few. I think that's those are really the ones I would hammer home for sure. Are you religious? I'm spiritual. You're spiritual? I wouldn't yeah, say I'm religious. Um, you know, I do believe that there's some that something or somebody listening, but... Um, I wouldn't tie myself to like, you know, any type of religion per se. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I do I guess you would say pray, um, but I'm more so like talking out loud. Yeah. You know, I talk to whoever's listening. But um, you know, I'm 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 a very spiritual, well thought person, um, to an extent. Um but religious, nah. I grew up around too many fake religious people. You know, you talk about everybody on Sunday, but throughout the week, you're the worst one. Like, yeah. I can't rock with that. And you know, that's one thing I really picked up on is, like, it'll be the people in church that did the worst shit. Facts. I feel like they just they just try to hide behind a religion to make themselves feel better about themselves. Bro, I literally watched two of my aunts get in an argument one time when I was a kid at church over who brought my dad and his family there. Meanwhile, like, we only came because it was something completely unrelated. Once I seen that, and it was like, Y'all just come out here to show off and show ass. Like, nah, I'm cool on that. I'd rather yeah. just be spiritual in my own way. Like, my, my pops would watch his church at home, but he, for the same reason. Like, I want to be spiritual in my way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I look at it. Like, I'll be spiritual in whatever way makes me feel the best. Yeah. You know, it's like, you. Got, I feel like you got a lot to, like, insight in you. Let's just say, right, you had a chance where the whole world is watching you. They're all ears. Mm-hmm. What's the message you get to the whole world? Shit, treat every day with a smile and make it your bitch, for real. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, every day going to come with its ups and its downs. Every day ain't going to be good. But the, the point is to try to have as many good ones as you can. And that way the bad ones, you don't even notice them. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like 
if you work five days a week and you get to the weekend, it don't even feel like you had a weekend. That's how the bad day is supposed to feel. You don't even remember that shit next week because it's so far out of your mind, it don't matter. Like, I feel like a lot of shit can be solved with positivity. Like, you know, I'm not saying, like, overbearing positivity where you're uh-huh. smiling and all up in people's faces and shit. Like, that's cool, too, if that's what you want to do. My version of positivity is just knowing, like, hey, man, like, shit, life going life. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. just got to roll the punches and get up. You know, something you said earlier that I, I wanted to uh, question uh, or bring a, t- a conversation out of it is, like, mm-hmm. you said you lost 100 pounds in a year. Yeah. How was that like? What made you want to really pursue that change, like, for the better? So I come from some uh, alcohol abuse issues, like, throughout my bloodline, I guess you could say, and partying, running the streets, performing, um, just ripping and running, you know, drinking casually, whatever. Like, it took a fucking a real toll on me Yeah. to a point where I flew out to Cali, I signed with Ethical Music, um, we came back, and it was a party every day for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And I look back on it, and I don't think I drank no water in that two weeks. And I got so dehydrated that I developed something called um, pancreatitis. And people don't even get that till they're in, like, their damn 40s. Yeah. And it's damn near, like, uh, early-onset um, cirrhosis, like, where it damn near destroys your liver. Oh, shit. And so I got to the hospital. And, like, it makes you feel like you can't move. Like, you can't. It hurts to breathe. Everything oh. hurts. Can't lay down. Can't sit up. It's, it's fucking terrible. Then I got to the hospital, and they were like, yeah, your blood pressure two times what it's supposed to be. I was like 315, 320 pounds. I was so dehydrated that, like, not to give out too much information, but, like, my piss was brown. Like, it was, it yeah. was bad. And they told me, it was like, yo, like, my, my liver and shit was swelling up so bad that they didn't, they didn't really know how many more days I could have went without coming in there before that shit got fatal. And I told myself that day, like, why would I let something I can control destroy me? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I still drink. I mean, I, I like liquor, like, I ain't gonna cap. Yeah, but like, wrong with that. at the same time, like, I also drink a bunch of water every day. I still work out four times a week. Like, that shit really got me at a point where I was like, damn, bro, like, I could have just not been here no more. And over what? Over a shot? Like, come yeah. on. Like, nah, I ain't going out like that. What, what really helped that change? Was it like a, you just cut out alcohol completely and just hit the gym or like? Um, So I cut out alcohol for the first 30 days. Um, But part of addiction is knowing that eventually you're gonna be like, why am I letting somebody tell me what to do? Like, fuck that. Yeah. But for the first 30 days, and then mainly it was like I drank a gallon of water a day, meal prepped, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, just healthier options. Like, we was eating nothing but fast food, going out every night, whoop de whoop Instead of going out, I'm going to go home and cook some chicken breast, some asparagus. Like, even now, I still do that. Protein shakes, you know, whatever. Like, it was just changing out. You don't have to change out every negative for a positive, but a few small changes can change your whole everything. So that was really my focus. Yeah, no, because that's a big change, and it takes, it's like you have to rewire your brain because yeah. you're so used to this. It's like, at, at that point, since you know you, you're you really, would you, would you say you're overweight at the time? Hell yeah. So you're Fuck overweight, yeah, and it's like, your liver was going to shit. Right, it, 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 it would be, I lose breath standing stand about the couch, like, and you know, your homies make it funny and shit, but everybody joke back and forth. Uh-huh. And you know, I got other homies that are like big dudes, so it's like, when you say some shit to me, I'm like, all right, fuck you, whatever. Yeah. But then when you see this shit happening to you, and you notice, and you realize, and like, bro, like, you so big, like, it's hard to take care of yourself, like, hygiene-wise, whatever. Like, you just look in the mirror after some shit like that, you're like, damn, what the fuck? Like, now I look in the mirror, I like what I see, like, yeah. you know, like, and comparing the, the two is, like, it's fucking insane. It, like, you think that put you, at the time, they put you in, like, survival mode, like? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because um, that feeling that I had when I was in the hospital and shit was, like, I felt like I was going to fucking die. Like, I really did. They had me hooked up to IVs and all sorts of shit. So you said that was at the time when you had came back uh, with after 
You said uh, signing a deal with Ethica Musical? Yeah, yeah, I was in Cali fucking with Ethica Music. And I came back, and like I said, it was a party every fucking day. Yeah, it's like, hey, how long were you, like, out for, like, hospital or, like? I would say the whole ordeal was probably, like, a week. But that's just because, like, when you get to the hospital, obviously they loaded me up with IVs and fluids. Yeah. You know, a problem that I could have made in my life in a week, they can fix in a day. You feel uh -huh. me? They gave me medicine, the whole nine. But, like, from the day, like, literally, I was in the hospital, and I signed up for a gym membership while I was sitting there. Like, I was like, bro, nah, like. If I, I can't yeah. like if I'm gonna be destroying my insides I gotta at least try to take care of them too you feel me like yeah like even now I mean I still do now I do about three miles a day but back then it was like just one and that was a big change for me you run three miles a day now every time I go to the gym I do three miles of cardio within an hour 45 minutes and yeah. I live for about an hour or two hours what advice would you give to somebody else that's maybe going through a situation where um they want to get better mm -hmm. uh, like because I know sometimes like even someone like me, like, I would want to get to the gym, but I don't know how to get started. Maybe, like, how do I eat right? How do I go to the gym? It's like, what's something you push on somebody that's lost? The best thing you can do is start. I mean, the waiting ain't, ain't making you start. You know what I'm saying? The best thing you can do is start. The best thing I did was start. Yeah. I didn't have no knowledge, but you start looking at things. You know, you start figuring things out. Like, I was finding recipes. Like, a lot of the things that I like to eat and go out to eat, I now make at home. Like, but yeah. I can make them better. Like, I can make Chick-fil-A at the crib because I love to cook anyway. Yeah, you know, I I can make I'll find recipes online like that I see that you know something I would get from some restaurant I can just make it at the crib, yeah. like you know a lot of people get that gym culture confused where they think they're gonna go in there everybody be looking at them all crazy and shit that's not how it works like it's a really when I go in the gym even now I feel like the world shuts off and it gets quiet like it's a really welcoming and warm environment so you know you just gotta make the the first step is taking the first step you feel me you can't worry about step twelve you gotta take that first one yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I definitely agree with you on that because I remember when I first started going to the gym. I don't go now, but when I did, it's like, I guess that anxiety. Some people have like a lot of social anxiety, but. No, um, definitely. But it's like nowadays, like the gyms, everybody has their phones out recording. It's just kind of like. Yeah, you know, I mean, but it's also one of the things like certain people ruin shit for everybody. Yeah. Like like I said, I make gym content too. So when I'm like filming and shit, people will stop like trying not to walk through my shit. I tell them like, bro, you, you pay just as much as I do. Go ahead. Like, I'm not tripping. Yeah, uh -huh. Then you have other people who be like. Fuck you walking through my camera for blah blah blah. Like, so I get why people have anxiety, but again, like, it's you can be the asshole walking to drop the trash off at the corner. You feel me? Like, yeah. you know, you just gotta just gotta jump in. That's yeah, really it. No, I feel you on that. You know, I have a like couple more questions, but yeah. like before, like I asked the last few questions, like, is there something maybe I didn't bring up that you want to talk about? Um, could be anything. Not really that I can think of. I mean, we kind of touched on, you know, upcoming projects, well, upcoming music and shit. Oh, yeah. Um, what about the upcoming music? What's the next song dropped? I'm going to drop the song with Key Money. I'm not sure of a date yet. Um, We're getting... So I'm back to the drum board right now. And it's okay. not in a bad way. Like I said, I've never been able to be just the artist. Uh -huh. So, you know, we're kind of reviewing where we want to go, how we want to do it. Um, You know, because my sis, Jada, she just got signed. And yeah. so now the formula is the formula. Like, we understand who, what, when, where, and how. I just got to put the work back in just yeah. like she did. You feel me? So right now we just kind of figuring out, you know, continuing to get that love back fully, but also taking that love and turning it back into the passion now. Yeah. You feel me? Like, so, you know, I, I do have that passion back for making music. Um, and yeah, I think I'm a, I mean, I do have a lot of music in the vault. Um, hopefully if you still doing the freestyle joint, you know, I'll get some on here for you today. Yeah. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, that, we're going to definitely do that. Yeah, but, so yeah, I mean, I do got plenty of music still in the vault. But um, I think the next drop is either going to be the joint with Key Money. 
Um, where I got this song called Poppin' Shit and another song called Toxic with my uh, homie Young K Beats out in Cali. Uh-huh. Um, I fuck with Cali Beats. I rap over a lot of them. I think I'm like one of the only people out here to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I got plenty of shit coming. I think I'm more so just taking this time to like get it all together uh-huh. and then get busy for real the right way. You know, the songs that uh, you release, right? Cause I know a lot of artists, like, I've noticed this pattern a lot. It's always the songs that maybe the ones you make that you don't like that oh, yeah. everybody tends to like the most. So yeah. how do you know which songs to put out? You don't. When, when we made Oh My God, uh-huh. he hated it. Yeah. Hated it. When I laid the hook, he's like, bro, this hook sucks. No, this ain't it. And then we played it for like our roommate at the time. He's like, this is trash. I was like, bro, just trust me. Nobody wanted to listen. And then he finally was like, all right, fuck it, I trust you. Laid the song, put it out. It was on a mixtape at the time called the Black Heart EP. Uh-huh. Um, that and the other song, Yellow Buses. And they hit for real, but like, we started performing it. And when you start performing regularly, you got to find that set that works for you. Yeah. And when we started doing that song, it just caught fire. And it wasn't like a, oh, we're going to do this song and we're going to plan around it and we're going to make it work. It was like organic as fuck. Like, you just, they hated it. And I've had songs before that I didn't like that people just made go crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's just drop the content, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, whether it's music, just drop it. Cause you never know. You never yeah. know what's gonna be that one. That's true. It's it's a. I guess it's like a hit or miss type of thing. But it's like one thing. Uh, my cameraman pushes a lot. It's like you just need that one video, that one clip in your situation, that one song. Like you said, it's a hit or miss. You can't hit if you don't never drop. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, one of the last questions I have is like this. Like I say, it's like one of the other like off topic questions. Bro, but like, good, if the world were to end in an hour, push your button. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I seen this question yeah. the other day. <laughs> I got two responses. All right. The first All one right. is the right one. I'm going to go to the crib. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to call my brothers. And I'm going to try to get everybody together. And we're going to go out together. Now, the, the, the real one is, oh, shit, we going to the we going to the, to the motherfucking strip club. You <laughs> feel me? I'm going to see me some titties before I go out. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be waist deep in some tequila. And I ain't going to feel a thing. And when that motherfucker go out, I'm going to be just like this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we up out of there. You feel me? Like, but truthfully, I probably go with the first one. I'm, you know, hey, fuck it. You yeah. know, the people I care about the most. You know, what's the what's the craziest drunk story you have? If you feel comfortable sharing, <laughs> I know there's a few. Everybody has a few. There's more than a few. Um, shit. For me, there's there's hella. Uh. Trying to think of ones that don't make me look like the asshole. <laughs> um, fuck. All right. So back in the day, we used to go to uh, Harrisonburg and uh-huh. perform and throw parties and shit. Um, <laughs> and them shits. I don't know if you've ever been in like JMU and shit like that. I, I mean, I've been around the area. I've never really been like on foot or anything like right. that. Yeah. Um, there's a f- spot called Aspen Heights, and it's like a student housing. Uh huh. That bitch gets crazy. And one night, we was just in there drunk, and <laughs> fucking, this is a two-part story, because the second part I wasn't there for. Right. We was in there drunk, and some dude, like, some random-ass drunk dude, never met him damn before in my life, tried to get, like, crazy with me, and, like, so I, he's sitting down on, like, a curb, yeah. trying to talk crazy to me, and I lean over, and, like, he reaches up and tries to swing at me, and when he swings, I lean back, and I hit him, when I hit him, he sit back up. And one of my white homies at the time came out to cut with, like, the boot from God. Like, he was kicking a field goal. <laughs> and I just remember looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And it just, these niggas just went crazy after that. And then 
There's another story where my brother, I ain't gonna drop his name, got bear maced. I wasn't there. But everybody's calling me like, yeah. he can't see and he's still trying to fight and whoop everybody's ass because he want to know who did it. Can you talk to him? And he put, they put me on the phone. I said, yo, you good? He said, no. I said, I don't know why they called me. What the fuck can I do? Yeah. And he proceeded to whoop the ass of whoever bear makes him. So, yeah. What was your sweet if I was saying today? Right. He, hey, man, that man's superhuman. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. <laughs> right, there's, there's hella stories, but those are the two that stick out right now. This one, I had, I think this this. I haven't asked as crazy with your questions as you want to. I promise, nothing, nothing's too crazy. I haven't asked this question since like one of my very first episodes started this podcast. I know this could be a crazy story for some people, or it could mm. be a true love story. Losing virginity, how did that go? <laughs> was it love story? Or was it also crazy shit? I don't know. The first time was <laughs> was different shit because uh, <laughs> she should have been in jail. But the real time, <laughs> nah, bro. Me and me and my homie at the time, bro. He met some shorty. I don't even remember where he met her. It might have been, like, Facebook at the time. Like, yeah. And they was from Neville. We was living in the country. And so we was at – he was my best friend, so I was with him, like, every day. Yeah. So we was at his family's, um, like, family reunion cookout or something. I ain't even related to him. I'm just there because that's my best friend. Like, he treated me like family. Yeah. So he like, yeah, my shorty finna pull up. She bringing a friend for you. I'm like, all right. So this is the days before, like, hella social media. So it was yeah. like, cool. I didn't even know what she looked like. So they pull up. And <laughs> he, hey, first of all, ain't nothing in this world wrong with a BBW. I love my big women for sure. She was too big. The Giants need help, baby. Um, so <laughs> Shorty got out the whip, right? And I was like, I mean, she was cool or whatever. But her friend got out. Her friend was, she was, she was all right. But she was thick. So I'm like, all right, I ain't know which one was which. So I'm like, please, Lord. <laughs> so they come over there. I start talking to the friend. Next thing I know, I'm like on his grandmama back porch sucking on some titties, and then his like his grandpa come home and catch niggas, so they gotta go home. I'm like 14, they gotta go home, and like a few days later, his parents went out of town. He used to go to the drag races yeah. on Sundays and shit. His dad used to race, so his parents was gone. His little brother was gone. His sister was there. He had an older sister. Yeah, she would be like, "Look, I'm leaving. They don't even know I'm leaving. Y'all stay out of trouble." So the grandpa from them bought them down again. But you know, I cranked Shorty in my homie's closet. Like that's that I I don't fucking a lot of weird places since then. But that that was like to lose your virginity in a closet on like a clothes hamper was wicked. Like it was alright though. Shorty still got a pair of shorts on mine too. That was too long. You need to throw them away. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that's that's how that shit went. That shit crazy. All right, now look, right? Mm-hmm. You had a chance to get with any person in the world, celeb. Let's just say celebrities. Which it would it be? I can't say what I want to say because I'm gonna get canceled. And it's not gonna be as funny on here. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Who would it shit. be? You gotta go to TikTok. Okay. Um, <laughs> shit, I'm just trying to think. That's a tough one because there's a lot of them. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you my top five. Top five. But it's not in any order. It's just five. All um, right. Krishan Rock because I feel like she'd be punching on people, so she could probably choke me, and I like that type of shit. <laughs> um. Adele, because if she can sing like that, she probably can moan like a motherfucker. Uh, I can't tell if he's looking at me cutting his eyes like I shouldn't be saying this shit. Um, fuck, who else? Oh, Lita, who used to be with Matt Hardy and Edge and them. Yeah, see? See, you know I'm right. Uh, shit, that's three. Fuck, this is harder than I thought. Oh, Blueface Mama. Blueface Mama can get it. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who's the last one? 
Oh, it's this little midget. Uh, or you can't say that. <laughs> it's this little person who do porn. Bro, she's bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But she followed me back on, uh, I think, Instagram. So. Oh shit! She just shot. Nah, I'm cool. But nah, yeah, that's that's five. That's five. I got Jesus you. Christ. That's that's the weirdest five. Hey man. <laughs> Hey man. You know, usually it's like, you know, Beyonce or like Ariana Grande, like the typicals. Nah. Start with Christine Rock. So you you like a girl that'll abuse you. You into that toxic shit? Jesus. I ain't Christ. into toxic shit. I'm into like this ain't even the podcast for that. I ain't into toxic shit, but we can get crazy. Yo, weren't I think I've seen on your Spotify but weren't you on you said you were on No Jumper? Uh yeah, so this was like back in the beginning, um uh-huh. when number one, A, I was trying to make everything sound bigger than it was. But at the time, they had just, like, they weren't even, like, big, big yet. Yeah. And, like, this is in the SoundCloud era. So, like, you know, everybody in the SoundCloud community, like, some people knew people, even if they were, like, way bigger or whatever. And they started doing the live streams where they were, like, review your music. But this is when it was, like, two people in the room. Like, uh-huh. they had one room in the building. It wasn't ten podcasts on one. So, like, it was Adam and, like, House Phone and, like, maybe some random intern sitting there. Yeah. You feel me? So it was, like, real and authentic. Um, and they used to play my shit all the time. They would even, like replay or whatever they followed me on the gram for like five six years and then you know now they're like on some weird shit so they had unfollowed me but like yeah yeah I, uh, i've been on that platform this is 50 um dj smalls obviously um there, there's been a couple of publications like i said i've been doing this shit for so long i'd be kind of forgetting a lot of shit like i'm gonna be driving home be like damn i should have said this like so yeah, i've been all over the place for <laughs> it, a while it's always like that it's always like uh i always it always finish the interview like, damn, I should have asked that. I should have brought up that. Right. Yeah, it's always how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Nah, for sure, for sure. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I appreciate you a lot for coming on. Oh, I got to add Sexy Red to my uh, five, so it's six, because she nasty. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, sex. I was trying to get her on here, uh, but. Oh, that would have been fire. I, I I was talking to Cartel so- uh, DJ Cartel Sosa. That's like her DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tried offering her a certain amount. She probably wanted a pretty penny. She wanted, She he told me that she typically goes for around five to ten for an interview. <sighs> At the time, you know, right now, I was like, we're not trying to do nah, that. I mean, especially like, I ain't, I wouldn't, I ain't gonna lie, like, you're already like coming up very quickly. Like, yeah. so as much as it would have been cool, I don't feel like you need it. Like, yeah, and before too long, when you come back to the city, she's gonna be trying to get on here. So, like, yeah, fuck that. So it it would have been cool to have her on because I feel like 5k, but she's popping right now. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have got my interview if you got that one. Say, yeah, no, nah, I can't, you know what, I need 5,000 now. <laughs> I'll be right at the crib on Fortnite too. <laughs> nah, but uh, shit, I mean, like I said, bro, I feel like with the way you going, like you know, I'm all about showing love, like we talked about. Yeah. Like I seen the setup and I knew I had to get on here. So like the way you're going, staying consistent, this is one of the fastest growing podcasts in the city. So like, yeah, shit, before long, she gonna be asking you for the interview. I appreciate that. And it's like whenever we we move, we moving into the new studio, I think in about probably like a week and a half, maybe even less. We could always do a part two out there. It's literally off the street. Let me know. I'll get my crazy-ass answers ready. For sure. But you got to write some crazy questions. Question, that I'll, I'll prepare some crazy questions. I've just now started to, like, really, like, ask more, like, off-topic questions, you know? Well, I'm not like most of them, but I answer, yeah. I answer anything you ask me. Yeah, so. This, this might be a crazy answer than you expected. Next time I'll do a part two, just on some chill shit. Damn, I got to add Trish Stratus, too. That's seven. Fuck. Think about Lita. Sorry. But yeah, man, for <laughs> sure. Part two, I'm with it. Let's do it. Well, I appreciate you a lot for coming on. I thank you guys a lot for watching. Uh, we out. Later.